You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 9, episode 18. Uh, I'm John and joined by Chris, who was on last week as well. Right. Evening, evening, and morning. John returns. Hello. Right. You know, it's, the audience thing is every time you say good, John, I think, like, like best kind of behaviour, kind of good. And then I, like, my mind just goes to, like, Bible, John, which is completely opposite. Uh, well, I'm definitely not a Bible, John. <laughs> I'm not religious for starters. <laughs> I'm not sure Bible, John, was. Really famous for his good deeds. How the fuck? Oh shit! <laughs> How the fuck we started talking about Bible John and we're like, we were about into the podcast. Bloody hell! Oh dear. Aye, I'm no small for a few weeks. To be fair, I did. I did have a morning to folk on uh, Twitter when I said that uh, F bomb John was on the run, but I've only had a sip. Um, <laughs> That was enough. That's enough right. plenty. Right. That's what I'm drinking. It's been a while since we've done the whole what you're drinking type thing. I think I'm still the only one that occasionally keeps up the tradition that Craig had, whereby you have a wee drink occasionally when you're on the podcast. So, uh, Chris, what are you on? What are you drinking? I've got a little orange juice. I'm guessing John's on the tea. No, diluting cherries and berries. Cherries and berries. No sugar? No sugar. No sugar. Oh, yeah, that's what I drink as well from No Under Rum. No, I'm drinking more of the time. Um, but I, it's been a fair bit of uh, football, a fair bit of stuff off the pitch as well happening this week. Go back to Aye, last midweek. That's it, we had the two full cards uh, of fixtures just about. Unless, well, unless they're St. John's not St. Martin. Yeah, the, the weekend off, obviously. <laughs> but I had uh, a full midweek card followed by a, a busy weekend of football as well. We obviously, we may as well start with St. Johnson Hearts. Maybe not in the game itself, but obviously the what happened after it. Um, Craig Levine, surprisingly, but not surprisingly, uh, parted way with Hearts. Yeah. He's, he's, he's parted way, but he's still there. Yeah. Conflicting <laughs> um, information about whether he's going to be involved in the recruitment of the new manager or not, because one day you're seeing that, no, no, definitely not. Uh, and that's supposedly Anne Budge being quoted, then the next day you're seeing Anne Budge quoted as saying they will be involved, so it depends. It seems to depend on whether you, you pay attention to Anne Budge herself or if you pay attention to what the spin has come from it, from what I can understand. Um, but aye, like, the thing is that she's not really a football person, so she's not an expert in that at all, so she's maybe been looking for Levine's feedback kind of input into things um, but I don't think it's appropriate at this point I mean we're talking about a guy who has now failed to do that job how is he in any way shape or form in a position that he can say yes this guy could do a job because yeah. he's failed John, to do different Jeffries, ways as well Jim Jeffries threw in his hat in the ring for director of football but has he not been in not great health recently hey, I had to have, did they have a heart attack recently or was it a something yeah. along those lines I, um, I recovered for it if he's up for that then that's, that might be a really good appointment actually happy. That makes you then think they would go for someone quite inexperienced if they're getting someone in like that. I don't know. Maybe. I suppose it depends what they want the sporting director or whatever they call it to do. 
Um, if they're looking at it as a certain kind of mentor, then uh, yeah, you could see kind of a, a younger one coming. It was what actually worked really well with Levine and Robbie Nielsen. That that was a, a terrific partnership. It's just when uh, Nielsen left and they, they ended up with with Castro. Um, yeah, his his record was appalling, um, and then Levine's record has pretty much mirrored that since. There was that period that um, Hearts had a really good start to last season where they were top of the league for a while. But once once that fell away, it fell away in dramatic form because like, the 38, 39 games that took place after that were relegation form. Yeah. I mean, was it 1-1 one, one in 2019 at home? I think that was something like that. They've only had like, about five wins all year. It's Which, dreadful. It's, it's, it's dreadful. easy when you consider the start this they had to the season last season. Um, and they, they, are, they have got a decent squad I know they've got a few injuries and stuff like that Hearts have always been a team that has carried quite a, quite a large squad anyway so they should be punching a wee bit I know they're it's not as if they're cut adrift down near the bottom there's a few teams in the, around there and I dare say yeah. if they make the right appointment it's still a good chance of top six and as folks said on DVD and stuff like that you've still got the Scottish Cup to come and stuff like that someone yeah. comes in you've mm-hmm. got a pretty support of players there it's a good job yeah, I mean, oh, it's a team. Uh, under the, field, the fans are right behind them. Budge, good owner. Um, it's definitely an attractive job. Absolutely. I mean, under Levine, they've done really well in the Cups. If obviously, they made the Scottish Cup final last season. They were in the semi-final of the League Cup there at the weekend. The, you see the Scottish Cups to come. There's a good... There's a decent squad there, if they can keep them fat. They set up behind um, the manager is really good as well. So, I mean, there, there's... It's a really attractive job to take for somebody yeah. if they can get Levine at a bloody boardroom. Just go away. Go and guard the league. Do something that gets you away from all this nonsense. Because nobody wants to Exactly. Yeah, thin will be is whether it ends up in a similar case to what's happened in the Championship. But Ian McCall was at Ayr, who's obviously done a terrific job there. And then he's in with the Partick Castle, who are, I suppose, traditionally a bigger club. Because there's a similar situation here whereby Stephen Dorman's in doing well at Motherwell, who are flying high in the league. Um, and then Hearts are struggling. Does he is he tempted by that move? I think he was kind. He didn't deny it. As such, when he was asked about it, he's gonna. I think he kind of said it would be an attractive job. However, it's not very comment kind of thing. But he did mm. kind of comment, if you know what I mean. Aye, the, the non-comment yeah. comment. Yeah. Team being a good fit there. Yeah. I know. I know we're talking about midweek at the moment, but uh, it was good to see a United pump part at this one weekend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Partick's defending um, and that game was horrendous. Um, but yeah, just going back quickly to Levine, I know I had a lot to say in, the, in my blog um, last week about the Levine situation. It, I never usually take satisfaction seeing a manager side. It's never a nice thing. However, he is an exception to the rule. Um, the other exception being Mark McGee, but that's a story for another day. Um, just, <laughs> just the, it, it's just so, it, so arrogant, you know, as uh, uh, unreal. And if he was successful, you could understand. But he's not been yet. Yeah, he reached the Scottish Cup final. Let's be honest, said a bit of a lucky run um, with the draw that they had. But yeah, the easiest what, draw I've seen. Yeah. And Ogilvy Talbot, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And Aye. he's, you know, the way he was interfering with Ian Castro as well. And um, previously, there was a hint of it towards Robbie Nielsen. And um, allegation. He was what with Ian Castro? <laughs> Aye, found your own joke. Aye. <laughs> I think we'll just move on from there. <laughs> but um, th- well, uh, to be fair, I would say I'm disappointed that he's gone because you'd rather one of your kind of 
rivals is struggling. Absolutely, uh, it's quite so, enjoyable. It's quite enjoyable seeing Hearts and Hibs down down at the bottom. To be honest, yeah, but, but, but there's always often Hearts yeah, fans more yeah. over Aberdeen about recent success in terms of cups yeah. and stuff like that. In terms uh, of who's the, the biggest Hearts of Aberdeen, so I'm uh, enjoying it. The, there is always that debate about the third, the third biggest club is, um, but when you look at the, the the League Cup record, Hearts haven't won the League Cup in 57 years. Um, I mean that's halfway to being Hibs. And I'm pretty sure Aberdeen have won both the Scottish Cup and the League Cup more recently than the yeah, Hearts. Seven years and 114 years, or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, but to, to be fair, Hearts have won the Scottish Cup three times since Aberdeen last won it, so we can't really comment. And even Hibs have won it since we last won it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned the, the Hibs situation. So we had no sackings in the Premier um, in the Premiership, and then it's that what is it like buses um, to mm-hmm. come at once, and they happen to be in Edinburgh who have a good bus service. Well, you know the tram. It's a bit better. It's the trams they use there. A good tram service, uh, you can't use a bus anymore because they keep digging up the road to do the trams. Aye, they had a good bus service and they asked the people of Edinburgh, do you want a tram service? No. Oh, great. We'll just put it in anyway. I remember And that. they love it now. I mean, I, to, be, I, as, to credit to them, it's, it's great. And if they extend it down to the lease, even better. Um, that'll mayhem only do it. But once it's in place, it'll be good. I mean, there's a perfect example. Heckenbottom came in, manager bounce. What was it? One, one, one loss in the 11. That was against Celtic, I think. Oh. Uh, did really well and then it started to kind of deteriorate towards the end of the season after the split and then some transfer window you're just looking at thinking who's he signing he's done the famous old right I'll look down south and sign I wouldn't say journeyman players but I'll sign players thinking oh aye these players are like going up here and they'll be a rolling success it's no work and the, no. the glaring thing is and we've been saying this all season they've got absolutely no depth in the middle of the park no. easy to play yeah. It's not that they don't score goals, they do score goals, but just defensively, Defensively, they're shocking. I mean, we'll also cover the um, weekend in a minute, but I'm just going back to his interview from last week's midweek game um, against Livingston. So they were two down, looked as though they were going to suffer a defeat, fought back for a two each draw. You'd have thought maybe they'll take the positives from that, fighting back to get a draw, maybe there's some fight in the team. And then he came out and absolutely slaughtered them. I think if they didn't have the semi-final at the weekend, he'd have gone then. Um, I know Hearts obviously did it differently. They sacked the manager before the weekend. Um, but I think Hagenbottom got that away. But the semi-final, they were just... I know Celtic played very well, but Hibs defending was absolutely shambolic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um, Weirdly enough, the, though, they were, there was a long period of time whereby they were kind of in the game. You always thought Celtic had had that in them to go out a gear a gear ahead kind of thing, but there was a fair bit of the game where you thought Hibs maybe could do something. Aye, we'll jump a bit on it. Just, I think it's well, speak to Hibs fans. The, the big thing as well is I think Five playing two up front. Aye, I mean the big question for the weekend there was why did Camberic have to come off the bench? Because when he came off the bench, he actually made a big difference. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean even like. Um, in midweek, they, they they were very lucky in midweek because the, the two goals they lost were pretty poor defensively. They then had a dive from Scott Allen to get back into the game uh, and they had an injury time equaliser. So it was it was a lot of luck to get them back into that. Um, I, I, well, the, the other lucky part of it was um, at 2-1 when, what uh, was it, Scott Tiffany? Um, he, yeah. he punched in the... the the pass back, so Tiffany was definitely alone now. 
Uh, uh, put a, I had a side net in it. So it was, it was a terrible miss. Um, and I had he put that in the net, 3-1, Livingston winning that game. But it was enough to let um, Hibs have, still hang on to their chance. And they, and they took it. I mean, they must be delighted to get Boyle back from uh, the long-term injury. That's probably the one, the one good thing that really did come out of this week for Hibs. Was getting him back. Yeah, I think if someone came in and could get them playing in terms of like Boyle and Hogger out wide and then the two up from yeah. Doidge, obviously he's struggling with confidence. But I'd punt Doidge because he's drawn. Mm-hmm. Aye, but yeah. I think it is a two we can bury. That's what the Hibs fans seem to be kind of saying because they've, they've not got obviously any kind of digging midfield. So maybe just play 4 4 2, do a wee bit of some and see what happens. Or 3 5 2, whatever. Maybe they're obviously struggling defensively. Maybe we put extra man in defence and that might help out. But again, I would say it's a pretty attractive job. Though I have seen people yeah. worry that they'll do a they'll do a Terry Butcher type appointment. <laughs> John Hughes, not. surely John Hughes says they want to get the job again. No, I can't. I can't see that. Um, because I know he did well at Inverness, but he also took Wraith Rovers down. Although I think they were halfway down anyway when he took over. Um. <clears throat> I think if our polls in to go by, I think Jack Ross will be the one that gets. I think he he's a good fit. He plays the type of football their fans seem to like. Um, and by all accounts, at Hearts, um, one of the reasons he left Hearts because he didn't like Craig Levine, who's still sniffing around like a bad smell. Um, so I can see Jack Ross being the next Hibs manager. Um, Who did go at Hearts? Um, Craig Levine's best mate, Peter Houston, probably. Maybe something like that. God, surely not. Oh, there's no, I don't there's, know. I don't know. It's not going to be Roy Keane, that's for sure. One name I've seen stuffing around that was uh, Neil McCann. I would love it if Neil McCann got the heart of <laughs> Mind you, if, if Jim Jeffries is coming in as director of football, you could see them doing something stupid like that. Possibly. <laughs> if Neil McCann got the job, I would give you every week some someone to slag off and abuse. Absolutely, I'm yeah. a, I, I'm um, well known for not being a big fan of Hearts in the first place. So if we join that, Aye, my hatred for Neil McCann, yeah, um, I'll have a field day with that one because he's also honking as a manager. So I go appoint him. But no, it's I'm, definitely interesting. The, the, the two of us looking for manager at the same time. Yeah, yeah. the two of us should be fighting out over Jack Ross because mm. of all the guys that are currently available, he's the obvious choice to go for because he did a terrific job with Alwa, did a terrific job with St Mirren. Never mind what he did in England because. You know how bad that can go at times. Um, like Derek McInnes, perfect example. He wasn't exactly great down there, but done yep. wonders at Aberdeen. Um, Tommy, right, I yeah, think it hurts. Maybe. I mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's another name that... I mean, when St. Johnson were sitting bottom of the table, there was never any fear of him getting the sack, apart from us. We were predicting it would happen, but at St. Johnson, it was like he was fine. And... And fair, credit, fair play to them, them uh, they've now picked up six points in the last two games. Yeah. Uh, so they have they've got themselves up to eighth place. <laughs> so oh, suddenly everything looks rosy at St. Johnson again. Um, but yeah, he, he could be one. The other one that uh, seems to be getting linked to everything is Stephen Robinson at Motherwell. And another one who's doing a terrific job at the moment. He's got Motherwell back up to third again. Uh, so yeah, the, the, those are the two obvious candidates for the, the, the Scottish Premiership. But both of them, you need to get what, agreement to get them out of the current contract, whereas Jack Ross is free. He's an obvious choice. He's done well in Scotland already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be looking for something to, to bounce back after the, the disappointment of Sunderland. Just depends whether he maybe wants to come back up as early or whether he wants to stay down south and get another job. 
I think he's more likely to come back up to Scotland. He knows um, he's more likely to get an opportunity. And clubs the size of Hearts and Hibs will give him that opportunity. Um, and, you know, it'll be a good way of building his name back up again and maybe he'll get another job in England again. Because um, I, I do agree, he does have unfinished business. Um, it didn't go great at Sunderland. He didn't lose that many games at Sunderland. It was the draws that killed them last season. Um, and then obviously the calamity of the playoff final. But then Sunderland don't win at Wembley. Um, <laughs> they don't win a playoff game. Um, they just have a appalling record. Um, See, looking at the, the odds of Hibs, who's John Doolan? I have no idea. Another name that's been linked to win? Yeah. Another name who's um, been put forward um, was Shelley Kerr. Um, is this the time to put her into... Uh, senior. I know she's managed a men's team before in Scotland, but that was at Lowland League level. Um, I think maybe one day she will get a move to a senior Scottish side. I think this is a step too far just now, and I think she's got a lot to prove for Scotland after what happened in the World Cup. I think she needs Aye. to get Scotland to Euros first and get them out of the group stage, um, and then I think she'll be in a better place. She was criticised quite heavily at the World Cup, given the mm-hmm. the fact that we only played 20 minutes in the, in the first yeah. two games, um, yeah. and then the, the capitulation in the third game. Um, so um, she has she has a reputation to rebuild, I think, after that one. I don't. I mean, I it's, still, it's still riding high. I, when, to say it's, it's a bit of a mess would be uh, doing her no credit whatsoever. No. It, it needs... It needs repaired, I think, is probably the best way to put it. Aye, definitely. I just think, you know, moving to Hearts of Hibs would not be the right move just now, and I don't see Hearts of Hibs going down that route. Um, At the end of the day, it's got nothing to do, you know, with the fact she's a woman. At the end of the day, if she can manage better than any of the men, then absolutely look at that appointment. But I just think that, given what happened in the World Cup, I mean, she did a great job getting them into the World Cup, let's not forget that. Um, And in the group, they did have a hard draw with uh, the third and seventh best teams, in the yes. world in it but then but it was that Argentina game it just wasn't good ma- um, game management but hopefully she's learned from it and she gets gotten to Euros and um, getting them into the groups out of the group stages then she'll be in a much better place absolutely. yeah absolutely I think it, it almost seems a little too obvious for it to be hearts and hubs given that that's the two it's the two clubs in the country that have got a, a high position women as well. Obviously, Anne Budge is owner of Hearts and Leanne Dempster's the, is the chief executive, I think, her job title is at Hibs. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're probably the two, probably, I can't think of really any more famous women when it comes to Scottish football in the, the men's game. Um, uh, such positions of power. <laughs> so it almost seems obvious for one of them to be appointing a female coach. I gave the two women at St Johnson a bit think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> She, she, had she had an altercation with Graham Sinus many years ago. Aye, I don't I was, know if she's there anymore. Um, aye, I was going to say, that was a wee while ago, that altercation. Shall um, we move away from Edinburgh? Well, that's, that's, yeah. that's always a good move. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do like Edinburgh, actually, to be fair. I used to hate it when I was a wee boy, going oh, through, but I, I like it as I'm older. It's a castle, one of them. No worry about the castle, it's just... Um. Motherwell, we can talk about Motherwell in terms of Stephen Robinson. Yeah, like we mentioned them in, in, in passing there, it was a, he's taken Motherwell back up to third, a couple of wins, a um, couple of home wins right enough, but I mean, come on, look, we're, we're doing pretty well until this week. Um, the, we have to talk about the red card um, because we got it sent through to us by Aldo. Um, and I admit that when I first looked at it, I thought, looks a good tackle to me. 
I was being a bit devil's advocate, saying, was it maybe studs up? Is that what the ref seen? Having then watched it in sports scene, and having seen the replay from the other angle from what the referee had slowed down, you can see that Bruce doesn't touch the ball at all. So technically, it's the right decision because he's also the last man. It's a goal scoring opportunity. So red card was correct. How the hell has the referee seen that? There is no way he sees it from his angle properly. Not at full speed. He guessed that and got it right. Yeah, I can only comment on what um, Aldous said because I've not seen any midweek football other than um, Lewis Ferguson's goal. Um, but yeah, it's a good win for, for Motherwell because um, Kilmarnock were third at that point. Um, yeah. And then Motherwell going at the weekend to to beat Livingston. A little bit fortuitous with first goal, goalkeeping howler. Um, Livingston do well to come back in the game and then yeah, Motherwell then steal victory. Right near the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Was that man Tiffany again? That's when I get clattered for the equaliser. What? What was Cove doing? That was, it was just it, Tiffany's running away from goal, and yet Cove clattered into him. Just he's a striker. Just a that's all you can blame him. He's a striker. Aye, yeah. a penalty like a striker. Aye. Um, mm-hmm. So aye, no doubt it was a penalty. Um, but then there was a bizarre moment where um, Stephen Wallace came off the bench to take the penalty. His <laughs> first, first touch of the game was to take the penalty. Like special um, teams in American football. Yeah. Aye, it's, it's, it's something you see in a testimonial. Like, oh, there's, there's a penalty being given away. Get the guy back on who's been injured and hasn't played the game. <laughs> Alan Shearer comes to mind. Yes, because uh, uh, David Marshall was um, not allowed to go to uh, Japan. To let aye. in that penalty, yeah. Because Celtic won that game two one, from what I remember. Um, and then we decided no, to stop playing. I, I know. We, we then decided to stop playing the actual game and remember there was a testimonial, so that Alan Shearer could win it. Um, I seem to remember they did something similar with Alan McLaren. Um, he had a testimonial for Rangers and they played Middlesbrough. I think I finished like four each or something like that. It was a game that was a oh, well, because you need a penalty, get McLaren back on the park. Um, just to kind of thing to do when the guys are injured I always remember Alan McLaren when he played football he looked knackered from the first minute he stole games he was a brilliant defender I, like, I'm, I'm, it's not often that I'm singing praises of a Rangers player um, given a Celtic fan um, but see when he was here to retire for that um, the knee injury just it was it was really disappointing because he was a terrific defender. Oh, yeah, it was good. Obviously, from a Scotland perspective as well. Um, I yeah. mentioned that that testimonial because I actually went along it because for two reasons: one, I quite liked McLaren as a player, and two, Kenny Dalglish played in it. And it was an opportunity to see my dad's hero. <laughs> and the best thing to this day, the be- one of the best things I've ever seen at a football match happened at that night because Kenny Dalglish came off the bench and nutmegged Tony Vidmer. <laughs> I pissed myself laughing for about an hour after that. And I'm, I mean, I was sitting in amongst a bunch of Rangers fans and then my tracksuit top zipped right up because I was wearing my hoops underneath that. <laughs> um, and I was, it was, it was, I was laughing and just trying not to explain why I was laughing all the time. Just, yeah, I'm really enjoying myself and I'm just because a, a professional, like, Fidmar was like the peakiest game at the time. <laughs> the least is about 50. Megged. <laughs> I'm laughing again now. Oh, it was a brilliant moment. Anyway. <laughs> Motherwell. What yes. were we talking about? We're talking about Motherwell getting into third position, um, which obviously increases uh, Robinson stock. Um, Aberdeen bounced back from that horror show um, against Celtic, which thankfully I missed last week, um, to get two victories, two clean sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's exactly. won it at 
Yeah, <laughs> Aye, and uh, you've got the, the Penny Car Stadium at uh, Airdrie. Aye, I mean, I, I don't mind it so much when it's a new stadium because Aye. if the new stadium's been funded by all these, then fair enough. But see, the, see when they start naming old like Victoria Park, it's Victoria Park. I don't care if you're calling it the Global Energy Stadium or the whatever. Um, new St. Marin Park, all right, call it something that's new. It's not Love Street, I, so fair enough, but I mean, if you start branding the other ones, the Reebok down south was always one because right. I know I know it's not called the Reebok anymore, but to me it'll now be called the Reebok because they paid to build it effectively. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, it's called the University of Bolton Stadium um, or whatever it is. But yeah, I, I, Aberdeen's new stadium will be the same. Um, we'll, it'll be naming rights to whoever um, Shell or um, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picking any random oil company up there. Um, as long but, as hey, as long as you've got slack passing, who cares? Hey. Oh. If it's a new stadium, no, it doesn't matter so much because then it's all, it's, it doesn't matter what it's known as really as much. It generates any extra income as well, then Aye. do it. It'll still have a, a, pro, a proper name as well anyway. Um, but I come back to last Wednesday, good result. Only disappointing fact is again Craig Bryson going off with an ankle injury. You could have. Uh, Keep on thinking that's him back, and then stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. But uh, Lewis Ferguson's goal, clever, clever free kick. Um, and he's certainly made the difference in the last couple of games in terms of how good he's been. I think maybe the suspensions maybe revitalised him a bit, give him a break, and he's yeah, he's eager to, to get going. Um, as we kind of said, he's basically the kind of one player that he's probably first. Well, you maybe his first name in the team, see if he's available, which says a lot for the guy that's 20 years old. Well, I think he's a captain in the making, uh, Lewis Ferguson, as well. I forget to keep him as long. I so just would like to. The goal was off. I know it can be a cut. Occasionally a wee bit reckless, um, <laughs> but he's certainly a player. He'll learn that. He'll learn that. Scott Brown. Look at Scott Brown. Not saying he's level of Scott Brown yet, but Scott Brown is that type of player whereby he's in your face, he's ch- constant challenging and all that type of thing. I think Lewis Ferguson certainly got that in And also as well. There's still is the, the quandary. What is Ferguson's best? So Nanke's a box the box all round midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you say about his, his um he can be a bit hot headed. He's a Ferguson. He, he he plays the same way his dad did. He plays the same, way the same as uncle did. It's mm-hmm. like he, he will get in your face. Um, but I mean, I, I would say Barry was better than Derek, but um. Lewis is certainly making a name for himself at the moment. And the, the goal itself in, in the Hamilton game was, was terrific. It was, I mean, they talked about how well worked it was as a training ground free kick. But that, I think that kind of takes away from the fact that that was a difficult finish for Ferguson as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, and um, I, 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 since I'm the only non-Aberdeen fan on this podcast, I'll be the one that said, you were denied no fewer than four penalties over the course of the week. <laughs> Because the, the most obvious one is the Ferguson one in this game when he got clattered by Gogic and bizarrely that wasn't a penalty. Um, 
there's a weird moment in this one where Considine looked like he shoved Oakley, um, and then Aberdeen went up the park and were claiming their own penalty for handball. Aye, yeah. The arms out, so that's a penalty. And then you had the game at the weekend there, uh, where well, he's won 3 0, so again, it didn't matter because he, he's won. Um, but Hendry sliding in Cosgrove is another stonewall penalty. Aye, that's a stonewall. Um, so I don't get that one. And then. Was it Wilson? That bundled, was it Cosgrove that bundled over again? Yeah, it was. So quickly with that one, I think that might have been the referee. I think Cosgrove has been a, bit, a little bit too honest with that one. Um, but aye. all four of them are penalties. I mean, That's the time to not get the decisions always when you're winning games. You'd yeah. rather get them then as opposed to a big game whereby it's like you keep and you're needing, needing a goal. So hopefully that means then the games that counts that we'll get them decisions. Yeah, but start, you still moan about them now, though, even though you've won. This is the time to moan because then you know it's no sour grapes. That's what I will let you moan for us. I, that's it. I, I, like I say, I, right. think, I think they were all penalties. And in fact, I think, can I think the Cosgrove shove was a penalty as well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 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 two winning penalties that didn't, didn't give to Aberdeen. Uh, anyway, good win. What's that? Um, yeah, good just win. We're getting closer to a fully fit squad as well. No one's really considered out is OYO and obviously Scott Wright. Really. And would you believe it? Curtis Effenbane, as we call him, <laughs> scored. That's a great goal. Great header. It's a brilliant header. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hope he keeps doing that because then, you know, I won't keep slagging him off as I have been. Um, so I would love him to prove me wrong just the same way that Sam Cosgrove has proved me wrong over this past 12 months. There are some Aberdeen fans who still don't believe Cosgrove is good enough, even though his record in the past years told otherwise. But that's another thing. Yeah. But no, I, I want to see players succeed at Aberdeen at the end of the day. So no, well done, his goal. Well taken. I just hope it gives him the confidence he can go and score a few more like that. Um, the thing we know about Cosgrove is he's good enough too, up front. Because mm-hmm. remember we Bowman. Yeah, he was good for that six months, yeah. Um, the mother changed us. He went off the boil and then mother changed their system. Um, but, nah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I just hope that this is the start of good things for him, but we'll wait and see. Um, it's just one game at the end of the day. But, nah, we're thankful that he's got his uh, first goal. Good win. I know Aldo said it was command at reserves, because um, command had to play Gary Dick at centre-back. They've been yeah. hit. Finley been out for three months. That's a a massive blow. Uh, We talked about it the other week as well, um, whether um, he was going to be out for the important Scotland games. Now, three months means he should hopefully be back for the March games. Um, Obviously, this is out in in, in this month's uh, games. That's a blow for Kamarlock, certainly. Yeah, I I think, um, I mean, obviously, by the time he gets back um, in the Kamarlock team, um, are you going to put him in for his second cap um, in these... Um, that's, that's playoff matches one. that depends on how the form and fitness of the other um, defenders goes I mean I know Scott McKenna's back obviously um, he wasn't great against Celtic so let's just hope he's get out of his system plays better because he'll likely start for Scotland next week it, 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 it took his goal well though um, I've got yeah. to ask though but did that the corner that McKenna's goal came from was that as, a, as the highlights kind of show that was that as a result of Ferguson trying to score a goal of the season <laughs> yeah I think it came from the following corner aye was it was it that just that very on corner I wasn't sure whether that was just the highlights or not but aye that what that that was terrific for Ferguson as well we'll go back to what we were saying earlier about the, the, his abilities that was 
he he played really well over the two games, but that was the thing that stuck out more for me then was that mm-hmm. I want to say mazy run, but it was it was just kind of because it all started with him stealing the ball back in the first place, mm-hmm. and then just kept going and going and going. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, it was yeah. Um, that would have been pick it out without question. Um, had that been in, but I thought I thought the corner was well worked because it's a, a delivery into Lee who flicks on nicely and McKenna just peels off his man and it's an easy finish, but it was well worked. I thought. The other good as well, obviously, was the opening of Comic Park. This week. Yes. Finally, got training facilities. I used to watch it. But, uh, they were live streaming it on YouTube, so I kind of watched it. Um, it was an official stream as well before anyone said it was some dodgy stream or that. But yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Still, that's obviously phase one. I think maybe, I think it's probably opened up a bit earlier than maybe it could have been in terms of still maybe some work needs done in the grounds and all that type of thing. Um, but yeah, just tremendous to have the facilities available and yeah, good, good selection of folk out at Ferguson was there. Obviously, Willie Miller, the pitches all getting named after kind of legends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then it was nice to see as well the kind of youth teams there. And um, I think they're the first ones to get to use the ground as well. Which ideally, that's what it's all about in terms of maybe how many facilities get the best use in as well, and then potentially mm-hmm. in the future get our players, homegrown players, and then sell the one for millions and. Yeah, I, th- I think the big thing, we've spoken about this um, a few times, the example I'll use is uh, Ryan Fraser. Um, one of the reasons he was rejecting a new contract with Aberdeen is because he was getting fed up. At, um, he wanted to stay behind and train, but because the bus had to leave, um, he wasn't able to stay back and work in uh, his crossing and, and whatever. And obviously get the chance to go to Bournemouth, who, even though they were League One, had the facilities there that Aberdeen didn't. Um, so hopefully that will stop that type of thing in the future that our players are happy to stay behind because an example I love using for the 90s is um, Eric Cantor insisted on a couple of youngsters staying back to cross the balls and it was to practice his volleys and one of those guys was David Beckham and you saw the benefits of how that extra practice um, paid off. With, I'm not saying Aberdeen's going to produce an Eric Cantor or David Beckham with these facilities all of a sudden because um, at the end of the day it still all comes down to how, how they're coached but at least the opportunity's there and there's no excuses we can't use the excuse of oh, we need to um, leave because um, the university um, hockey team's needing this facility whatever yeah. <laughs> I think McInnes kind of touched on the fact that he was appreciative in terms of the help he's got there from the union and stuff like that but yeah mm-hmm. it's just saving time and saving hassle like trying to get these pitches and having a facility you can use yourself. Um, I think they've said as well the main pitch is going to be a re- it's basically a replica of what the pitch is going to be like at the new stadium mm-hmm. as well. If whatever's happening with that, because supposedly that's been delayed again to about 2023, so um, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, just having these facilities in place, loan overdue, um, and yeah, I'm sure the players will enjoy using them as well. Yeah, definitely. Um... Good week for Aberdeen. Yeah, definitely. Um, our form's actually been not bad. If you take, we've won three at the last four, um, kept clean sheets and see them. Unfortunately, you've got an appalling performance against Celtic, um, slap by in the middle, which uh, put, which um, dampens it a wee bit. But no, we can't complain too much at nine points out of twelve. Um, just hopefully keep that run going against uh, Ross County next week. Ross County um, got a, a draw at Hamilton. Um, they were in front, then were two two one down, then then got a late equaliser. Um, looked a good game. Some bizarre inconsistencies in this game. Um, so the referee books McMahon for diving, which was right. Um, 
but it was seconds after Oakley had just dived and Oakley got away with it. So that was weird because Oakley was later on booked for diving. Um, so he could have been sent off in this game for two uh, dives, which would really annoy you given um, Oakley was the man that put Aki's in front. Uh, I mean, the the first goal for Mackay was typical Mackay pushing a rebound. Um, but then it was smashed for the second half equaliser on the turn finish. Um, let's say Oakley got the, the one that put him in front. Um, but fair play to Ross County, they fought their way back. Lovely 1 2 between Graham and Gardine. Graham got the, the equaliser. Um, and then there was a sending off in this game, which I'm not 100% sure what it was for. Um, it wasn't a challenge. But they tried to make out in sports saying that it was for the kind of the reaction afterwards. But even the reaction looked kind of nothing. Like a booking might have done. I don't know. Um, and and then there was another one of these ones where the arm was out. Um, the balls hit the arm. So I thought we were doing this. Is this was a new rule that arms away from the natural silhouette or whatever the wording is in the room. Uh, if the ball hits it, then it's a penalty. But no, no, Ross County didn't get it. So um, It was weird after this game to see how lucky Hamilton were to then hear how Brian Rice was saying they should win the game. It's, it's funny, I'm looking at the stats I'm looking at the stats here. Um, both managers are saying they deserve to Brian Rice was particularly galling. Um so they both said that um, they deserve to win, but when you look at the stats, it's nine shots each on goal. Um, and I think Ross County's a couple more on target. Hamilton had slightly more corners. Ross County slightly more possession. I think a draw's probably fair when you look at it that it's way. Maybe just because they've been ahead at 2-1, he's maybe disappointed. Aye, yeah. I, I would think so, but it was he was almost making out they were a better team throughout. Total which... injustice is what he said. Yeah, so obviously he's trying to boost his players' confidence, yeah. maybe, as well. You know, benefit of doubt. He seems alright, Brian Rice. I mean, it was, it was probably a decent result for Ross County, given in recent weeks they've been pumped by Celtic, and then they got, midweek they got pumped by Rangers as well. Um, so it's been a bit of a tough one for them recently. Um, oh. Again, I would, the, the, no doubt Rangers were miles, miles and miles ahead of that game. Um, the number of passes they had and build up to a couple of goals, I think it was, what, 26 passes for the Morelos tapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ryan Jack scoring twice. That's... Apparently that's the first time he's ever scored twice in a game. Is that right? He's not exactly notorious for scoring goals. No, aye, I know that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we hate to say it, but he's really coming on as a player. Yeah, aye, Gerard seems to be getting a bit. Good from a Scotland point of view. Um, Absolutely. No, that's that's probably the main thing. But you know, um, obviously as a Aberdeen fan, we'd love to have kept him, but things have happened, and Rangers have no doubt. Um, take him on another level and he's doing well so uh, yeah, from a Scotland point of view it's good from, from, from there but as a rival of an opposition team um, <laughs> no you don't want to see that <laughs> he's definitely adapted his game since he went to Rangers yeah without question in Aye. terms of getting forward as much as well and mm-hmm. just as something that Rangers play it kind of suits me a bit more but going back to Hamilton boy Lewis Smith looks a good player yeah yeah. he could be the next one that maybe kind of moves on Aye. for either decent money or to bigger club I think I've read he's a Hamilton fan, so um, he won't. I would like to think oh, he'll his club um, carefully, but we'll wait and see. But yeah, he certainly is a talent. Yeah, um, 
Aye, uh, so, so Rangers, four no winners, don't think I've flattened them at all, could have been more, like Ojo had to post, and Arrivo had to post, there was, there was, I think Ross County had to post at one point in this game as well, um, so they were a bit unlucky not to get a consolation, but um, aye, it was, uh, what, given Celtic had done some good work for the goal difference in the previous week, obviously they went to the Rangers have kind of clawed back a lot of that because they had the 4-0 win while Celtic were winning with 2-0 at home um, it was one of the ones that St Merlin were having on a lock mostly uh, and it ran out in the second half uh, Edward's shot was tipped onto the post and Elian Nussi followed it in um, and Forrest sealed his new four year deal with a goal as well uh, Julian, Julian could have had a hat trick in this game but they either didn't quite connect properly or the keeper stopped it or cleared off a line. And, uh, but yeah, it was a routine win for Celtic um, ahead of the, the, the League Cup semi-finals. So, huh. I guess okay. we should probably get on to talking about the League Cup semi-finals then. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, uh, Scot- just... it's the Scottish League Cup Group D. I see <laughs> <laughs> Sky Sports fixed that one for the second semi-final. Um, so it definitely said semi-final for Rangers and Hearts, yeah, but the, the Hibs Celtic game was Group D, yeah. No, it's still so in Scottish League Cup Group D. Not my app, it wasn't. It was right in my app. Oh, my app. Um, well, you got a special app then. I must do, aye. Yeah, so, aye. Uh, must so, pay so, more. Sky. <laughs> fortune. Um, maybe one of the few people does. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I'm not a dodgy steam person. Never been... Right, okay. Aye. okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> aye. So, um, it was Hibs Celtic on Saturday, um, as we touched on earlier, and it was, yeah, I want to say relatively easy for Celtic, but for some parts of the game it was, and other parts it wasn't. Um, we have the usual howlers from the officials. Uh, about 40 seconds before Elianusi opened the scoring, there was a blatant handball, which Bobby Madden completely missed. This was Bobby Madden that was the one that was telling us how all this new handball rule was going to result in lots more penalties. Um, this is not the first time I remember Bobby Madden missing a blatant penalty this season. Uh, so, yeah, he missed that one. Fortunately, like I say, 40 seconds later, Elianusi gave Celtic the lead. Um, we then had that daft Tory um, running the line, missing an obvious offside. For the second goal, Edward was definitely offside, no doubt about that one. Um, but uh, Edward seemed to create the, the same goal twice because he basically got himself in a great position, squared it for somebody, in this case it was McGregor for the second goal, and then did it again in the, for the third goal, uh, and that was Elanusi getting his second of the game. In between that, we had the calamity of uh, Ball and Golly managing to get his foot to something, then claiming for offside. Uh, you're the one that's played it through. <laughs> Uh, I he gets assists for that. Yeah, exactly. Halberg took it well. Um, he, he pounced on it well. <laughs> but I, the, the the amazing thing was that the the half time analysis actually slowed it down to show that Halberg was not offside when this ball was played through. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But on goal, played it. Who cares? He could have been on the goal line for that matter. <laughs> so that was that was um, a bit ridiculous. But uh, if if that was going to get. Um, Habs back in the game at 2-1, obviously the Celtic made it 3-1 before halftime made a big difference and then it looked like it was done and dusted when uh, Brown scored the fourth goal, um, Hibs were claiming the goalkeeper was filled not a chance, no, the goalkeeper just has no strength whatsoever uh, and just kind of falls to Brown who sticks it in the net um, It's to see the attacking team get the decision there, because yeah. too often the keeper would get that mm-hmm. um, the, 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 the keeper's the got too much protection 
it's pretty obvious there's no challenge on the keeper whatsoever. It's just the keeper makes an asset. Yes. Um, so for me, right decision that one. Um, but then almost immediately, uh, Canberra got uh, a goal. So at kind of at four two, all right. There's a couple of goals that didn't get back, but it's still kept the tails up and if anything Hibs were probably a better team after that um, but in the end it was uh, Scott Brown that got the, the next goal of the game which was the, the final goal of the game for 5-2 uh, got it in the second attempt uh, apparently that's his first brace in a game in 5 years uh, December 2014 against St Mirren It's kind of crazy to think as well when you think back to Scott Brown as a Hibs player I know it's like, I, it's like, how he's evolved as well aye. over his career mm-hmm. He was so good going forward when he was at Hibs. Yeah, I, I remember him as a goal scorer at Hibs. I mean, like the like the, the game sat, always, Yeah, came in Thompson sat and then Scott Brown was given license to basically do what he wanted. To, almost. Yeah, I mean the the, the game I always remember um, was the one that Hibs beat Celtic at Celtic Park just after the um, we we beat Rangers at Ibrox, so we were five points clear with four games to go in 2005. It was that. Everybody was going, that's Celtic's going to win the league now. And then the very next game, we get beat by Hibs with Tony Mowbray's um, tactics out, thought Martin O'Neill. And from that day on, I thought Tony Mowbray was a great manager. Until he became a Celtic manager, of course. Um, yeah. But I, I, one of the goal scorers that day was Scott Brown. Um, I think he chipped the keeper, actually. Uh, so yeah, that, to, that was always my mind, that Scott Brown was a goal scorer. And like you say, Kevin Thompson was the man that sat. But Brown seems to have kind of gone into that role, and now he's... He's won more trophies than Hearts. <laughs> well, obviously, that's that. He's, he's, probably, he's probably won more trophies than most of the other Aye. teams in the Premiership, to be fair. I, th- I think he's won, like, 19 of them, and about 17 of them has been of cap. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's now aiming to... Well, now that Celtic have also made the League Cup final, he's aiming to lift the 10th domestic trophy in a row, which would be amazing. I mean, it's all, nine's already a record. Um, yeah. So, uh, certainly helped. He's certainly helped, been helped by the fact he's... Um, Stop playing for Scotland as well. He's re- rejuvenated as a player yeah. as well. So yeah, the, quick, the, 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 I think he's still got plenty of them as well. Yeah. There's no signs of dying anything soon. Question though, in terms of modern times, would he end up in the Hall of Fame at Celtic, Jink? I would think so. I don't I don't think Celtic would have a Hall of Fame, do they say? Um, it's just, Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Um, but no, yeah, he's... Um, there's no a doubt. Then. Would he be treated as a legend, do you think, when he retires? There's a, there's a lot goes about as to whether uh, what you define as a legend. Um, and I think that there, there can be two ways to be defined as a legend as far as I'm concerned. One is the individual themselves as a standout. So, like a Henry Larson. Henry Larson's a Celtic legend as far as I'm concerned. I and no two, you get the ones that are part of something bigger. So, for me, there's the Celtic legends for the centenary team. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously the European Cup winning Celtic team themselves are legends. Individually, they could also be like Jimmy Johnson, for instance, and Bill McNeil for the number of trophies he was able to pick up as captain and, um, and all that kind of thing. Um, you, you would then argue that, well, surely the invincible Celtic team for a couple of years ago that won the treble would therefore be but that's that's something special they've done in, in Celtic legend, so yeah. there's, a, there's different ways to look at that. But I mean, for his own uh, position, the number of trophies that Scott Brown's won would make you say, yeah, he probably is going to be remembered as a Celtic legend after that. I would Aye. think so. I would well, maybe think only so. find out when it's Scottish Football Forums podcast season thirty nine. 
Aye. Uh, aye. <laughs> aye. And, and, and in a row, given we the number of months. And it's all our kids that's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I dream on. Um, <laughs> well, we're on season nine, so that's just already gone for nine. <laughs> just uh, Chris has stayed on this until Celtic don't win the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. but I, I, again, if, if, if Celtic were to go on and win the nine in a row and then go on and win the ten in a row, that's another reason for being legends because that would break the record that was set by Jock Steen's team um, and then matched up with some of the Rangers in the 90s. See thing about um I think some people get confused with um you know what what would you define as a legend and what would you define as a, a cult hero type. So like Scott Brown I think would be classified as a Celtic legend because he's been the captain of a, a dominant Celtic side for so many years and won so many trophies. Someone like John Collins is an example. Um is he a legend at Celtic? Debatable. We just because he only won the Scottish Cup in his time, but he was a gifted player. You would probably say he was more in the cult hero status, um, as was someone like Pierre Van Hoydonk. Aye, I think cult heroes tend to have they've they've kind of, they might have moments or they might there's individual little things you remember about make him a cult hero. So for instance, you say Van Hoydonk, the first thing you can't I mean is the <laughs> I've mentioned this the other day actually on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 Scottish Cup winning goal in '95. That's the thing that comes to mind when you mention Pierre Van Hooydonk to me. Um, and it's amazing to think that was the first trophy in six years, and then you look at Celtic mm-hmm. now. Um, but I, but um, John Collins again. You think you, you say John Collins to me? The first thing that springs to mind is the predator boots and free kicks that came out of that. That was that mm-hmm. to me was his thing. So again, yeah, he scored a free kick at Ibrox when there was no away fans. Yeah, yeah, indeed, with those predator boots. Aye. <laughs> so, aye, it's, it's that, exact, that's exactly the kind of thing that comes to mind. So if you can pinpoint a certain thing, then you're more likely to be a cult hero. Whereas aye. if you say Billy McNeil, you're thinking trophies and you're thinking, oh, the, everything he did in his career. And if you say Larson, you're thinking the 242 goals he's got for Celtic. It's, a, it's just a vast amount of stuff as opposed to pinpointing certain things. That should be an interesting spin-off to do in terms of going through clubs and think. In terms of who deserves legend status and who deserves kill hero status. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a Celtic. You, you always think, when you talk about Celtic, you'll talk about the Lisbon Lions and they've been legends. But then since that era, how many players I think would come under the legend category? But it's one yeah, for our time because we, uh, we could talk on it. I think we could easily fill out a lot of and I think, Aberdeen. Yeah. Look at Aberdeen again, it would be the 83 team, all regarded as legends for what happened. And then you look at kill heroes. For me, a kill hero for me would be Lee Richardson, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah, uh, that goal against Torino and the tackles he made. Um, I think as well. I think as well. We kind of had to just the way it looked and all that. He kind of he was fitting at the time as well in terms of yeah. He was there. He just kind of looked to be a bit different. Ah, he was good. I, yeah. I think you it's could. The thing is, everybody will have one for that long. Is yeah. actually as well. I read an interview with him not long ago. Two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I, I, I think he kind of seemed like he was there for ages, but aye. The, the other thing you'll find is everybody's going to have their own individual belief of what a legend is and what a cult hero is. And I think it might be yeah. interesting to put it on Twitter, actually, what it, you would define as a... Probably will. Uh, Maybe it's one for mm-hmm. the... Aye. Maybe it's one we should be out and see for different clubs. But... Should, should do. Um, you mentioned the Predator bits. It just reminded me of um, a good only excuse joke. Um, back in the day, my excuse was like, really good. Um, and the Predator football bits, they are so revolutionary that... Um, they make Aberdeen's Brian Irvin kick the ball straight. <laughs> well, and, uh, uh, Ian Jess actually um, decided that Ian Jess put a pair of Predator boots on Brian Irvin's uh, seat at Pataudry just to wind him up. Well, I, I, I can... I think that's Brian Irvin. He's a... 
I'm witnessing by an, uh, yeah, he is a cult hero. A hero of mine was my favourite player as a. Um, but, but he's the last player to score in the Scottish. What do you want the Scottish conference? Yeah. I wonder if that was going to come up. Uh, yeah, but aye, um, I, I, I could very easily kill off the whole myth of Predator Boots because um, when I played that game at Celtic Park, I had a pair of Predator Boots. <laughs> Uh, you're more like a wee timid cat. I like that. <laughs> well, I, I have oh, okay. to. I, I, I'm disappointed at myself there that I didn't say timid pussy, but. Uh, yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. You, you said it anyway. <laughs> right, I'm See, see that. he is religious. This might be Jordan. Just say Jesus Christ. There we go. Yep. I'm forever more now here. Uh, Superstar. He puts it over the bar. F bomb joined him. Superstar. Oh, that's just great. That's just. That's just oh, brilliant. Have <laughs> uh, we missed anyone out in the Premier League? Premiership even? No, I think oh, we did. We've still a couple of the other We're at the semi final. Yeah, uh, yeah. Still have to play somebody. Who, who cares about the League Cup semi final? Come on. Well, yeah. well, sports scene did Sunday night because Aye, um, too sports much. scene gave 12 minutes of coverage to a, two games that they didn't show because they don't have the rights. Um, talk about the League Cup, how they're going to have the build-up and sports sound, etc. But they won't interview a Rangers player or manager because they're still in the huff. Yep. Grow up, BBC. So what happens is... If Rangers are away from home, you can get the interview with the home team, and the Rangers uh, staff won't talk to the BBC. Yeah. If the game is at Ibrox, you can't even get the away team. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's the SPFL should be stepping in, and we've said this countless times in this podcast, the SPFL should be stepping in and getting the BBC tilt, yeah. get their bloody contract ripped up if they're going to honour it properly, and give yeah. it somebody else. Yeah. Is it not a bit of both? Like the Rangers, or, or, or oh, the, the, Rangers? Whole thing, the whole thing started because Rangers refused to interact with Chris McLaughlin. And the I, BBC's I, I, I can understand that, to be fair. Yeah, I don't want to interact with him either. No, I never did was that. Wee weasel. Did you, see, um, did, you, did you see Chris McLaughlin's reference to the um, Mussolini? No. <laughs> the, the, the wartime leader? So, you mean fascist dictator? He apologised for it a few years later. It's like, yeah, okay, I've had my history lesson. Um, but aye, it was, it was just bizarre. Uh, but aye, it all comes for Rangers not talking to Chris McLaughlin and BBC's answer that would be more. If you're not going to get Chris McLaughlin, you're not getting anybody. Mm-hmm. Which has now turned into this, this long-running saga. The, the SPFL need to step in and say, BBC yeah. are breach of contract by not honouring it properly. And if Rangers aren't doing it, they should be fining them for it as well. That's been going on for four years. Yeah, but this is what happens when you've got Neil Doncaster in charge of things. So she's a spineless jellyfish. So nothing bad to Doncaster. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Man. Aye. So yeah, it's uh, Celtic will play Rangers in the final. Um because Rangers beat Hearts 3 0. Um again, fully deserving, mostly one way traffic. Hearts Mostly. Up, Did Hearts get out the halfway line? <laughs> I, I mean, it was already going to be difficult for Hearts without a manager, but then like, they lost um, somebody injury. Um, I can't remember who it was. Did Stephen McLean not get taken off before yeah. he gets sent off? That was the other thing. So they had two subs made before even uh, starting off each in the first half. And like you say, McLean, he was on a booking, left a foot out of McGregor. Probably should have got a second booking for that, to be honest. Um, so then he gets subbed off before he gets sent off. Um, which then put Iqbezio on, which I think the Hearts fans are probably welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately... Um, off, by the way. Off. He's off injured. Um, 
And then it was an injury time goal for Hillander that got the, the opener. And after that, it was pretty much done. Um, because the second half started, Morelos got the second goal. Um, sealed it in the other one. Did have a net for a third one, but it was offside. So, um, but unfortunate there. But yeah, it's uh, Rangers fully deserving to be in the, the final with Celtic. It's uh, Rangers' um, first League Cup say, uh, final. League Cup semi-final? No, first League Cup final. Aye, it's the second domestic final. <laughs> Do we think I'm that, that the team that played on Sunday is Rangers' best start in 11? Um, I don't know, because if, if they're playing Celtic, I'd be more concerned with having Defoe up front than I would with Morelos. But Morelos, in, in most games, Morelos is banging in the goals. But I think Defoe's a better striker, certainly against... Uh, the better quality teams. He gives you, he gives you different type, types of problems, certainly. The full. There was been the talk about whether the two of them could play together, but um, one thing that I have noticed in the last few weeks is that the back certainly seems to be it's now Golson and Hellander. And they're pretty solid at the back as well. Centre back, yeah. Um He's taking his time to maybe get settled in terms of playing. He was playing the European games, mm-hmm. which probably gave you a sign that. It was going to come. He's maybe more suited to kind of European style. Yeah. First, obviously, where he's played. The only ones you'd maybe kind of say out of that team, I think, on Sunday, would maybe be contenders would be Arabo, but he's maybe gone off the boil a wee bit, only slightly. Uh, kind of young guy, and then Scott Arfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I think the weak link that, that um, Rangers team's their captain. I think Davidier's the, the poorest player in it. Mm-hmm. Potentially is, but. I don't think they have anything kind of replaced, and because he's captain, Flanagan being replaced, maybe he, obviously defensively, maybe a bit more solid, but he's not going to offer as much going forward. That's the thing with Tavernier, we've always said. I remember though when Celtic had Tierney, and Celtic at times when Tierney was playing, Tierney was playing almost like a left winger. What probably yeah. maybe Rangers need is maybe a kind of left back that's almost a centre back, so that it was the opposite. Tavernier's almost playing like a right wing now, and then you've got still that extra security having like maybe three at the back. Mm-hmm. That could be. But, but then they have both Jack and Kamara who can uh, protect as well. Um, I Aye. think one goes forward and the other stays, but mainly Kamara being the one that holds. Um, yeah. But Tavernier will play. Um, Hollander, he just... I mean, the thing with Katic, I felt from last season because when he was bombed out, he was bombed out for Joe Worrell who was hopeless. But Katic can't really complain too much because you can see Hollander's a lot more quality. Um, I mean, they've paid four million for him for a reason because he's a, a quality enough defender, and you can see that. So eighth of December's the final. The ninth, I think. Eighth. Eighth. Eighth, 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 eighth of December. Um, oh yeah, it's a Monday. Right. So yeah. the. So right, it's um, Rangers. Which end will Celtic get? Which end will Rangers get? I wonder. Oh gee, I wonder. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, forty-five quid a ticket. Whatever it is, they're selling it for. Um, Who's the home team? Who's the home team? I don't. I actually don't know. They always get the same dressing room, but I, I, I don't know what one's technically the home dressing room. What one's what? I don't. Aye. Um, I, it's what I say, it's uh, Rangers trying to break the, the stranglehold that Celtic have had over domestic trophies. Um, if Celtic win this final and do get their 10th consecutive one, it would, however, be the first time that Neil Lennon has won the League Cup as a manager. Maybe four in a row. That would be Celtic winning four in a row, yeah. The, the record's five yeah, in a row, 30, which is held by Jock Steen Celtic. 
was it with 30 wins in a row, or 31 in Cups? Is that right? Uh, it's been 30 Cup victories um, in Aye. a row so far, so that would be the 31st if they would have won that. Aye. We should probably move on anyway because we're a bit an hour deep in here. Championship, main things to pick up from Dundee. Three wins in the last week. Going great Aye, wins. Moved the ahead of the Dundee Derby on Friday. Seems stuff. to be Dundee have been a regular feature on Friday night football in Scotland, but and obviously it's a big game on Friday. Massive, massive. And, and the, what you're looking at Dundee now, bang on form, Dundee United. Had that little wobble um, a few weeks ago, but seem to have got things moving again. Thumped Inverness at the weekend there, 3-0. And Inverness, so that's it's, it's set up perfectly. I think it's going to be a cracker on Friday. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, United beat Tussle 4-1 as well, so that was a... Uh, an interesting result. Um, further down, one I continue to defy expectations. Um, not a good sign for me, further obviously the fact they're playing Talbot in a few weeks in the Scottish Cup. But yeah, um, so they're, they're, they're still credit think, and they deserve a lot of credit because a lot of folk, including mm-hmm. ourselves, we all wrote them off. Um, probably a wee bit of naivety in terms of we don't know as much about them because we don't see as much. But, well, no, they never see get see a league one, league two. Um, there's no highlights anything like that unless you play the club channels. Yeah, unless it's Falkirk or Eighth Rovers, mainly. Well, I, I mean, speaking of them, it's, there's been a change at the top of League One because Falkirk beat 4 for 2 0 while Peterhead were beating Eighth Rovers, so Falkirk are now top of the tree. Um, that's uh, interestingly at the top of the tree because East Fife finally lost. Yes. The last record is gone. He's uh, lost 1 0 at home. To Montrose. to Montrose, yeah. Yeah, and then League Two, the big game was Cove and Kilnan and Beef. Yep, another win for Cove. Cove won. Mm-hmm. And Edinburgh City still keeping pace, 3 2 1 at Breaking City. So that's yeah. um, those two starting to. Goals. There was a lot of goals in the gap weekend. Aye. 19 goals. Aye, none of them for an athletic and Albion Rovers or Stennis Muir, right enough, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be in overs are now um, a point off um, above the bottom, but Breakin have a game in hand. So, yeah. you, know, you look at I'll be in overs for them though, five defeats. Not mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just. I, like John, I think John's drinks to Kevin Harper. Yeah, but they started all right after that. They started all right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> they need another interview. That's what it is. Things will change again, it'll be fine. Yeah. Right, Kevin, if you're listening, um, if you want to form back up, just um, give me a call and we'll talk. And then your if, team will get better. If, if you need a penalty hit, then put John on the bench, he'll come on and score it. Yeah, it'll be just John Wallace. Aye. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Uh, well, yeah, Bible John was very Wallace. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm going I'm to make that stick, aren't I? I'm gonna, it's going to be Bible John. I'm just going to go and well, uh, To be fair, now, I think my F-bomb John doesn't sound so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a quiet. That's an alright that name, but as I... Shall we talk about women's football again? Because um, I managed to catch a bit of the, the Bromby Glasgow City game. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I, they nearly hipped it. They were 2 0 up for the away leg in the Champions League, and then uh, Bromby made it 2 0 in this game. It went all the way to penalties. Um, and uh, I mean, we mentioned the, the World Cup earlier on. We had uh, Lee Alexander. was was. Uh, 
a bit unfortunate with her, the, her penalty save that got ruled out because she left the line. Um, but um, yeah, she, I mean, she got the chance to redeem herself in this and terrific job she did of it. Some of the penalties were pretty dire, to be honest. But I think uh, of, of the, the, the penalty saves that were made in this, I think we probably had the, the better ones. And the final penalty that put Glasgow City through to the, the last eight was a cracker. So um, congratulations to Glasgow City for doing that. And then yeah. at the weekend, they lost their first league game in three and a half years. That's a lot, but they've won the league. <laughs> They have, they are of course 13 the row champions, but uh, the first team to beat Glasgow City in the league for three and a half years was Celtic. So it was a good weekend. <laughs> I know it was the other as well. One of the women's players had moved to Melbourne Victory. Aye. I think she's at Man City though, so they're like linked up together, aren't they? I think she played for New York, Aye. Man City, and that, and it'll be Melbourne Victory as well. So. Aye. Good life, yeah. being a footballer and getting to try all these experiences. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, the draw, the draws on Friday for the Women's Champions League quarterfinals in Glasgow City can face Arsenal, PSG, Atletico, Barcelona, Bayern, Holders, Leon, or Wolfsburg. Some line up for Glasgow City. That I don't think it matters what draw they get at this point. That's that's <laughs> cracking just to be in there. Yeah, definitely. Sure. You just I, I, I kind of noticed as well last week they were playing at Peter's Hill Park, which is our Artificial, didn't you? Yeah, I've had many a after work game um, up there before. Um, yeah, good facilities up there. Uh, well, I've seen a few junior games in Talbot, I've gone and played Peter Sill there. But... Yeah, and um, it's there was a thing as uh, it was on the TV, but it's credit to them as well in terms of the way they've managed to gain a support because it's been mentioned before. They obviously were a start-up team. It's not as if they're tied in with like any men's teams or anything like that. They are Glasgow City and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, 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 that was mentioned, the fact that they're the only one in the last eight or that. Everybody else has got the bigger team, you know, but mm-hmm. aye, um, there's not, it's, it's kind of going that way. I mean, I don't, I'm not entirely sure how it works with some of the clubs. Um, I know, obviously, there's a four for Farmington, they call the women's team. Are they tied to four for Athletic in any way? I don't know, but the thing, will, the thing will be is it's been mentioned as like the fact if you're from Glasgow and potentially you've grown up and you're maybe a Rangers or Celtic fan, do you go there? But however, Glasgow City are the successful dominant team, so if you get ambition and you want to be competing at the top level, you want to go there, surely. Yeah, but you do kind of wonder if the women's uh, football is going to go the same way that the men's football did, because if you go back far enough in men's football, Queen's Park was a big team in Scotland. Yeah. That was a, they were the big team there. I think they're still the third most successful team in the Scottish Cup, um, even though they've not won it since the 1800s. <laughs> um, but aye, they were the big team, and then the game went professional. Now, there's certainly talk that Celtic want to go professional, Rangers want to go professional in the women's game, so you wonder if when that happens, what Glasgow City will do, if they'll have to go professional, or if they'll just hold back and be a amateur and then go back to Scotland. Yeah, because they're still Scottish Cup winners, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. they're still Scottish Cup winners, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Aye, 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 yeah. They are indeed. Yes. I, um, the 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 way that the model they've run is it ninety eight or something they were founded. I think so. They've been going about twenty years, twenty one years now, um, and they're thirteen league wins in a row. Uh, can't be can't be sneezed at that one. But aye, it's um, uh, they'll be going for a fourteen next season. Because that's uh, for those that don't know, women's football plays the summer football calendar instead of the winter. So mm-hmm. yeah, aye, that'd be like an option. 
So the men's team, Scotland, squad got announced today. Yes, Um, and uh, we our um, esteemed manager uh, Steve Clark has uh, done Arsenal a solid by leaving Kieran Tierney out of it um, because apparently Kieran Tierney has turned into one of the characters for Dumb and Dumber. Um, I don't what what has happened to Kieran Tierney Um, because when he was at Celtic, he was basically beefed up. a fine specimen of an athlete um, with a sensible haircut. He looks like his mum's got his bow out and he's... What, I don't know where the muscles went, but he looks like a skinny wee guy again. It yeah, could be that, but it could also be... They've said there's fitness issues there, but I, I, I always think when you look at footballers up here and then you look at footballers down south, and I always think the footballers down south look more like athletes. So I think it's probably more, more of that. Wait, yeah, I think he looked far more like an athlete when he's at Celtic than he does so. currently. Yeah. Would, would yeah. you, my Emery, have asked the question um, to leave him out if he was English or French? Not a chance. I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's more to it. Who, who knows? The thing is, well, right, the bottom line is at the moment, the whole conundrum that we've had how many times and everyone's had, where do you play Tierney? Because Robertson is the first choice left back. Yeah. And yeah, Tierney maybe can play right back and maybe play here or there, but it's no his position. And the other important thing is these are meaningless games for Scotland. As you say, if it'd be English or French, they've still got games to play that are important. Um, still selling it at Arsenal, but then you see other players like Naismith coming in after 40 minutes. Um, it's yeah, a difficult that, one. Aye, because there's a few questions in there. I mean, you've got Greg Taylor. Oh, he's play, he played his first game on, against St Mirren for Celtic. Yeah. Um, he was in the squad last season or last month as well. So um, it's just because he knows Steve Clark. I think he's in the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, but aye, I don't understand that one. As you say, Naismith has, has barely kicked the ball. Um, Ollie Buck, he's been on loan at Alaves and he's not really doing much either. Um, I mean, fair play, Lauren Shanklin being called up again. Took his goal well against uh, San Marino, so midfield looks strong again, but still lost question marks in terms of centre. But I think it looks an unbalanced squad. Um, defensively, yeah, you've got you've got the numbers there, but in terms of quality, mm-hmm. not totally convinced. Right back, if anything, Tierney looked all right at right back. I thought when he played, there was maybe one yeah. game I thought he could play a wee bit because mm-hmm. he's not used to it. And in terms of you don't think maybe in a few days to kind of try and almost become a natural right back, which isn't going to happen. So potentially, if he gets back in the squad, that's probably, I think, where you would see him playing. Because he, mm-hmm. he knows how to play fullback, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just going to change that. But then you look at the squad up, up top, out wide, you've, only, what, you've got Forrest, Fraser, who are obviously really good players. But beyond oh. that, you've got Buck, who I think Buck's maybe in as a striker. Because he's played probably, as a striker. He's, a squad, yeah, he's been involved in a wide player. Aye. Should he even be in the squad? That's a kind of question. If mm. if you've not got that great options up front Aye. just now, you've got all him at Burnley. Shankland, Shankland's a championship then, player, but like, like, like I said, you'd be better off with Cathy Burke and Wee Burnley as your front two than Ollie Burke and Ollie McBurney. The one thing would be at the moment if we were to say what other strikers should be in there, we'd probably be struggling ourselves. Yeah. I think. Aye, because they're all looking at Liga. when's Lee Griffiths going to be back? And to be honest, I, I can't uh-huh. even answer that on a myself to Um So maybe it's time for Craig Levine to come back and play 4 6 0. No. Um, <laughs> Join Camden with the drum. I, I do like the, I, I, We spoke about this so I think, the last time. I do like the idea potentially of Ryan Christie playing as a kind of false nine. 
having Forrest and Fraser almost more advanced than Christie. Yeah, we, a wee bit different. we have done that at Celtic with Christie up in that position. It's okay, it kind of works, but it was nobody more first choice. Um, well, actually, given the other options up forward, it might be a first choice. Yeah, but that's um, the thing. Um, if he supported the likes of Forrest and Fraser, then actually it might work all right. Have they have like be maybe be a like try and maybe play and not be so rigid and have the three of them all alternating positions? Right, because if you're playing the likes of McGinn, we're always too rigid when we watch Scotland. Movement wise, terrible. I mean, as you look at other teams, even though you look at average, well, average teams, their movement's far better than Scotland, and that's been that thing since I've been watching Scotland going to games back in the day, the nineties. It's always been the same. It's if like Scotland don't practice movement off the ball. Mm-hmm. Actually, you probably could do this because if you played the likes of Jack and McGinn and McGregor in the midfield, you yeah. put Ryan Christie up front, you've got Forrest and Fraser supporting them. There's your, if you play 4 3 3, there's your 3 3. Mm-hmm. That's McTominay. McTominay's been pretty good for Manu recently as well. So. Really? Yeah. Talking of midfield. Don't let anybody at Manu at the moment. On your push. Oh, sp- speaking of pish, did you see um, the WhatsApp thing that I've just sent you? Um, the the what, leak of the. No, it's the leak of the new Scotland kit. It is, oh, a leak. Uh, oh, I see what, what you did there. Uh, it's, what is that? Heard it was like I heard. I, th- well, I, I think. Haven't looked at it yet, but I heard it's like the Mexico '86. It's top. it's a it looks like a cross between the Mexico '86 um, top and uh, the World Cup '98 top. It looks things with some random. Red and white. Ah, there's no way that's the top. That looks horrendous. See, no see until that. that loose sleeves part of it. I thought it was a t-shirt behind it. That's a training <laughs> top. What's that for? That's got to be a training top. Yeah, I hope that's a training top. I hope that's just. It's got, I mean, it's got white and red. Is that, that's like England colours in the sleeves. The strip <laughs> yeah. beside it though. I like that. I'm I'll, interested to know what the I strip beside get, it is. I might, get, I might get that and just put my hands up all the time because then it just looks like I've got two Polish flags in my arms. <laughs> I like the eye. Uh, what's the strip beside it? Is it party thistle? Maybe that's a new away strip. Or new goalie cup. Surely that's not. That cannot be a. That's honking. <laughs> oh, wasn't just running the wash? See, see if. See, <laughs> I mean, it's different. No, it's no, no way you can not be. Yeah. Right, and if you used Al Dear Little's um, soap powder instead of Ariel or Persil. <laughs> I think they'll be selling an Aldi and Lidl for about a fiver in two months' time. <laughs> and I like Aldi and Lidl, so I'm yes, not different. Yeah, I, I, brilliant. And by the way, Aldi's washing tablets work fine. Is it alcohol or whatever they call Never try it. They, they Always oh, see, I, funny I, enough, that, this actually ties in well, because the first time I ever visited a, a, an Aldi or Lidl was when I was in Germany eh, and I was away watching Scotland. So, there we go. <laughs> Very random link. <laughs> it is, aye. It's a link. Every time I go into Aldi, it seems to be staffed by Polish people. <laughs> Not a problem with that. <laughs> I was going to say, um, just a point. Do you, feel, do you feel at home there because of your family connections? Uh, one of these days I might understand the word they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> po- uh, Poland qualified for the Euros, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. Aye. Yeah, so I've got And they get promoted back to League A in the Nations League. Yeah, that. because they fudged that. Exactly. They get booted out because they get relegated originally. The League A and League B reality teams get put back up a league, and some of the League C teams get moved um, up to League B that they didn't deserve, like Israel, for example. Oh, Uh, yeah, I think 
But I we, we podcast when there was all that chat about Nations League. Yeah. Just there's a potential that we play Bulgaria. I hear that right? Yeah. yeah. It depends on what happens this month, but I we could play Bulgaria because basically they draw one for to fill in for Finland's position because Finland are in a qualifying spot at the moment. Oh, uh, did you see the news earlier um, that there's going to be houses raided for counterfeit goods when Euro 2020 is on? All right. No, I'm the one that's seen that. Are they going to take yeah, some of the dodgy straps? <laughs> like that one? <laughs> Sports <Yeah>. socks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm co- I'm cautious of the fact that we've ran a good bit over, but there's something I do want to promote for um, for Aaron because um, he started a time to tackle thing for um, mm-hmm. you know some some of his people who want to go along. It's at Rick and Glenn on a Wednesday at seven o'clock um, pro soccer, um, and it's just going for a kick away game football and chat afterwards about basically anything. Um, what is that? Well. Wednesday, aye. Wednesday, he's, he's, aye. Yeah, Wednesday. It's a great o'clock. idea, like really right. good idea. Yeah, aye. Yeah, I believe there's three refreshments as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably get Yeah, we're hoping to get his gaffer on John next week. Um, no, we can't have three Johns. What, what, what Johns? You gonna be? <laughs> I'm gonna do it a week off. What, what <laughs> Just got the John podcast. John C. Oh, that's shite. That's his name. I, yeah, no, it's his name. It's not his actual name. His name's not John C. I don't. It's John John Connolly. But yeah. we need to start. He's a ring. You need to have a, a prefix. You need to have something and then John. So what we're going to call him? Gaffer John. F bomb John. Bible John. And actually got a real job John. Well, well, I John. to say that, but um, he he get he gets sent off. Um, after seven minutes, I think at the weekend, um, for uh, allegedly swearing at a referee. <laughs> no, F bomb John's already taken. You need to be like red card John or something. Yeah, red card John. Yeah. <laughs> Goalie John, because that's what he played as. He was a goalkeeper. Goalie John, that's a shite that name. <laughs> <laughs> Gaffer John then. Gaffer, we'll see. We'll ask him what he wants to be called. <laughs> John, if you listen, think of a nickname for yourself. <laughs> or, or, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe what we need to do is ask Aaron. Ask Aaron. Aye, there's a better idea. There's a better idea. There's a better idea. Aye. Though, yeah. maybe Aaron wants to play every week. That's going to be a really nice nickname. <laughs> that's not a good idea. It looks, it looks to be fair, though, as if they're a good band at Fault House. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So, which is good. Right. So, um, so, and talking of Fault House as well, the Junior Cup draw is tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. Cool. For the next round. Right. And then, obviously, we've got the, the Celtic Rangers in Europe again this Thursday. We've got uh, Celtic kick off this time because we're in Rome to play that Lazio. Uh, 15,000 fans, supposedly. Yeah, we might have as many away fans at that game as there is home fans. Is that just um, because they're going to see the Pope? Yeah. The Pope there? Probably. Aye. That's the second time we've mentioned the Pope in this podcast, isn't it? Is it? Right. Did we not mention the Pope earlier? No? No. We mentioned Bible John. Oh, right, okay. Did <laughs> I listen to something else? That's... Oh, no. I was listening to something else earlier and it mentioned the Pope. 
All right, okay. So you're going to talk about Gordon Pope um, or Kim Lake? Oh, I see. Oh, no, I was going to say, did you see Netflix tweeting about the, the two popes? Um, the thing that's on there. And how, how actually what it should have been called was um, Frankie and Benny. That was a retweet of um, that I know very well. It never occurred to me that the last two popes were called Frankie and Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Pope Francis and Pope Benedict. Oh, Which one looked like Jim Bowen? Uh, Jim Bowen. The current one, Francis. Ah, that was him. Ah, but Jim Bowen. Because it was be- uh, Benedict looked like the the, um, the emperor. So. Okay. <laughs> this is probably really offensive to some people. Now. Um, <laughs> That's not legend. I feel bit, well, not religion because. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what your views in religion are, but I'm the least religious person you'll probably ever meet. So Bible John would not be a good nickname for me. <laughs> I'm a Celtic fan, so I don't Bible. Bible, 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 Bible just Bible John religious. religious, whether I'm or not, just because of the colours <laughs> of Yeah. Uh, aye, so it's not just Celtic and Rome, but uh, Rangers are hosting Porto as well. Um, they were unlucky not to beat Porto over in Portugal, so um, might be. Going even better. They're, they're unbeaten at home in Europe. So uh, hopefully that continues. Um, uh, it's technically possible for Celtic to qualify on Thursday if they can if they can beat Lazio and then don't beat Cluj, then Celtic would qualify for the two games to spell. Um, I don't really see that happening because um, history books will show you that Celtic have never won in Italy. So uh, it's got to happen at some point. Never know. And I, but, I said, it, I remember I said at the start of, when the group was drawn, I did say Lazio might not take it as seriously as maybe other teams. And then I think they're uh, Celtic Park, they did rest a few players. I think they're going to go full gung ho um, in this game. I think, so. I think they'll start a mobile, um, and if he takes a shot like he did in the first game, I'll be delighted because that was push. What's uh, Paulo De Canio doing these days? Do you think he'll be at the game? Um, waving. What? In an offensive manner. Waving. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is, he, but is he in football still? I have no idea. I don't Something care. Say, He's a cult like hero. A, Surely that's a cult hero. If we're going back to that. Cult well, some would call him a cult hero. Some would change a letter in the word cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Seen two of his former clubs in Italy were playing at the weekend because I was looking to see how Lazio got on the weekend. They won away at AC Milan. Um, mm. Normally that's seen as a um, a great result, but AC Milan are pretty shit these days, to be honest. Um, it's, the first, it's the first time away at AC Milan in 30 years, apparently. So um, that's a really yeah. good result for them as they go into this game against yeah. um, and and The big news in the weekend in Italy was uh, Balotelli, um, but this time it was headlines for the right reasons because he walked off after uh, the race yes, and then came on and scored the winner to shut the race to Brescia fans up aye better way to no 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 he plays for Brescia it was a oh sorry uh, Verona, Verona, sorry, sorry my apologies um, just because I saw Verona win the game aye uh, I don't want any Italians getting on it is horse's head and all that <laughs> that's right Mafia will be getting there was a there was a situation as well in the season with Lukaku where Inter, was it Calgary maybe they played? And then there was like fans of the the, the team that had, had been 
selling racist abuse or whatever, selling racist abuse, and they were trying to say, no, there's nobody any racist abuse, and then you could hear in the <laughs> things that they were giving us evidence the racist mm-hmm. abuse. All right. Calgary have been involved in a few incidents in the last um, couple of years. Um, we, that, uh, we obviously in these were we grew up with Italian football on Channel 4 and we thought it was great because it was just in the back of Italian 90 and all the rest of it. Um, but um, you know, these days you're hearing about Italian football, it's all racism. It's just... Depression. Yeah. Pretty yeah. crap. We just want to talk about football and we just want to watch decent football. Yes, exactly. Do you know, but do you know something, by the way, that's been pretty good and we've not talked about it for a while? So this means mm. it probably happened this week. That's all we'll talk about. We don't actually talk about referees much. Oh, Chris did the night. In fact, have you seen What's the compliance officer doing? I don't remember a compliance officer doing anything lately. And yet I'm sitting here thinking, what happened to Scott Allen in that dive? It was a blatant dive. Surely that got pulled up? Nothing. Unless it's still to come. I don't know. Um, I know they could, well, the midweek games were never going to get suspended for the, the weekend. But um, you'd have thought they said something about it. But I don't remember a compliance officer doing anything this season. Maybe it's she's busy in the gaps and that. I don't know. Holiday or yeah. like that. To be fair, at least we don't have VAR. Ah, well, that could be yeah. awesome. Aye. Um, anything else before we wrap up? No, I just... We, we've talked about the <laughs> weekend being the Dundee Derby. Um, I mean, see, I have to play Mullerwell on Sunday uh, as, as a big game because obviously Mullerwell are doing pretty well. Um, and then, at the same time, Rangers are away to Livingston. So, what uh, they get on? Um, but... But like I said, the big game of the weekend is definitely the Dundee Derby. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. So that that's on... Is it, did BT Sport pick that one up or BBC got this one? BBC, I would think it's BBC. Oh, I don't know, but I would no, think it's BBC. It's BT. It's 7.45 kickoff. Oh, 7.45. So, oh, let's get the big channel. All right. Sorry, right, that'll be good. Look forward to that one. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hospitality on Saturday. So I can let tell it. 40 quid. That's decent. Pretty good. So looking forward to it. Cool. For the the father in law's birthday. Nice one. Nice. We play in the West of Scotland Cup against Fourth Wanderers. Yeah. So Fourth one should be good. West of Scotland. Fourth. Really? What's that? Isn't the fourth river in the east? Or is that the West of Scotland? I think they're all fourth I'm pretty sure they're from (laughs) South of Scotland or something like that. Southwest maybe. <laughs> I thought the fourth went and they started like Stirlingish and then went east. Aye, but the ju- oh, I'm pretty sure there's some like the south, like southwest or something like that. Fourth Wanderers. No, we're near the fourth then. No. <laughs> oh dear. Is that like Clyde? You know how Clyde are nowhere near the Clyde anymore? <laughs> Clyde no, they're just nice to walk. It's just called walk. That's who I played anyway. There, there's some, something like, I think, I'm pretty sure South West or something like that. I'll find out. To be fair, I searched like, like I googled Fourth Wanderers there and a bloody band came up called Fourth Wanderers, <laughs> so there you go. Well, it doesn't matter anyway because the game's at Talbot, so... Exactly, I don't need to get I don't need <laughs> to get it. Doesn't matter, we're not coming to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So on that note we should probably finish up. Yeah. Do we do we play out and yes. leaving on a jet jet Levine on a jet plane? No. 
Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Or are we hitting Heckenbottom? <laughs> yeah, a good tumbleweed moment to end the, the podcast. Cheers. Scotland leak. What? We had the Scotland leak earlier. Because it's push. <laughs> are we not supposed to be discussing titles after we hit stop? <laughs> oh, well, sometimes we do potentially say that could be a title. <laughs> Aye. Because we'll let, let the audience decide <laughs> for a recorded show. <laughs> Or just just have like just call it season nine episode eighteen, and then let folks suggest the title. Vote for the title. You need to have a poll before you decide what the title is. So what we've we had today, we've had Bible John, we've had the Pope, we've had Pish, we've had Shay, we've had Scotland Leak, <laughs> we've had all sorts. We've been all over the place. Ah. <laughs> uh, I think we'll have to decide that so we can publish it so people can actually listen to this nonsense. Aye. Um, and if they listen, we're reaching an hour and a half now, so if they've listened this long, then well done. Yeah. It's not fair that long, to be fair. It's not. It's been a lot to talk about. Just listen to it in two halves. Yep. Aye. And hopefully, we've not put um, John C coming on next week. So. I've got a feeling he'll be giving us the banter, I think. Aye. I hope so. Yep. That would be a good shoot for that one. Yeah. Oh. Aye, I, guys. I, I can change my name but Deadpool to get on <laughs> <laughs> cheers cheers, cheers.